So we had this pretty heated debate uh, not too long ago with some friends. Um, when does soup season start? Okay, this is uh, this is this is easy. This is an easy question to answer because soup season starts as soon as there is a cold weather football Saturday. As soon as there is a, and by cold weather, it, it's relative to your area, right? Like, if you live in the South, you're just going to have to pick a weekend, okay? And you're just going to have to go with it. But here in Michigan, like, that first cold weather Saturday, which for us is looking like it's going to be next Saturday, that's that's the answer for me. It's easy. And I'm going to I'm going to beg my wife to make me some sort of delicious soup. You know, I would I would agree. That's like that's pretty spot on analysis. One of my friends, she said any month that ends in ber b e r which like is fair, but then that would be like now which it's like 90 degrees is soup season. I don't know if I can do that. However, Another question, because Alex, I don't care about your opinion. Um, chili, is it a soup, or is this like a hot dog, a sandwich type? Of, is is chili is is chili the hot dog is a sandwich of soups? Chili, chili is chili. Chili is chili. That's a great answer. It's like hot dog is a hot dog, but chili is closer to a stew than it is a soup. I, I think it could it could be it could be a soup if we're talking stew territory. Come on now, throw throw chili in there. Let's do it. Let's get crazy for soup season, bro. Now I just want I, I just want chili on a college football Saturday. Now, man, I just realized, and definitely, my wife makes immaculate chili. I'm having her make that in cornbread for me this coming Saturday. Oh, smelling me some cornbread. Chili and cornbread is like peak football meal, man. Oh, I love it. Well, if you're listening to this episode, you must love Big Ten football. And if you love Big Ten football, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Big Banter, everybody. If you're a first-time listener, thanks for being here. Make sure you hit that follow and that subscribe button wherever you're listening, because you're going to want to be tuned in for the rest of the Big Ten football season with us. Um, Alex, I'm going to need you to do something for me, and that is to say something nice to the people or our first-time listeners before we get this episode started. People, a.k.a. first-time listeners, you smell amazing. It's coming in through the mics. We're getting... What? Why? Why are you looking at me? How you, you smell there is You just know there is someone stanky listening to this. And they're like, I smell good. Thank you so much, Alex. That's happening <laughs> right now. <laughs> Don't listen to Ethan, okay? You are, you are beautiful. You smell fantastic. Is that a tie? Is that a haircut? Did you get a haircut today? Oh, you look freaking incredible. Because only beautiful people listen to this podcast, and only beautiful people make this podcast, too. Aw. Thank you. That's right. That's right. Even you, Corey. 
even oh, you, what's Corey. that supposed to mean? Uh, you, I, even you, Corey. Even you. That's what it means. <laughs> that's what it means. I hate everyone, and you are stinky. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, this is our first edition, if you're here, of a two-episode-a-week podcast. That's right. This is this is a momentous occasion for us. This is the first time we've done a second episode. So it's not going to be an hour and 45 minutes long. You're welcome. You can actually listen to, listen to us on your drive to work. Um, so if you're driving to work, you're probably thinking, God, I got to go make that money. Call in sick. Put in your two weeks because we're about to make our week two picks. This is all you need to make all your cash. Okay, we're covering rent this month, baby. You you just worry about us. Yeah, you worry about us. You take our advice, more specifically Ethan's, and you're going to be okay, baby. Let's get into the picks. So on there's a couple we don't have. On that same note, before we before we dive into it, let's update the people on the last week's pick before we just go full bore into this. Let's let the people know where we stand. Of course, Ethan. Of course. Of of course you want us to update everyone on what our picks were last week. I wonder why. Oh wait. It's because Ethan went six and four in his picks, and Corey and I went four and six in ours. Okay. You happy, Ethan? I told all of them that you're smarter than us and you're better at this. That's a great week. I don't care what anybody says. That's a great week for me. My locks that I said I have full confidence in, they hit. I'm like that. I'm like that with my four and six record. I'm also not going to lie. I put way more energy and research into this week's picks. I I feel good. I, I, I would actually venture to say I feel great. And that makes me so scared. So scared. I've never been more scared to make picks in my life because I feel so confident in them. Ethan, while you were gone, we let everyone know that you beat us in the picks last week. So. Yeah, I, I wasn't gone. I was right here, and I heard everything that was said. Also, we're, we're going to throw in a little new segment for you guys uh, at the end of the picks. So stay tuned, listen to the entire episode, and we're going to throw you a little bone at the end, all right? All right, so we've got a Friday and Saturday slate this week. On Friday, we've got Indiana State traveling to Indiana a classic in-state rivalry. Uh, No line for this one yet. So sorry, folks. You will not – sorry to Indiana fans, all of you out there who are listening to this. We're not going to be able to give you a pick on the line. But, hey, I told you earlier, follow us on Instagram and threads at B1G Banter and on Twitter or X at B1G Banter Pod, and we'll give you what our picks are on those lines when they come out this week. Okay? Okay. Love you. But the other one, we got a two-Friday – Two Friday Big Ten games. Next one we have a line for. We've got Illinois traveling to Kansas. Kansas is the favorite at home, minus three and a half. I'm going to take the lead on this one because I got a little analysis, okay? Kansas played last week without their preseason Big 12 player of the year quarterback, Jalen Daniels. Rumor has it he's coming back this week. And we talked about it on this on this post view, the, the week one review pod, that Illinois secondary is not what it was last year. They don't have all those dogs that they had that 
that were leading the country in interceptions. So, hey, I'm taking Kansas minus the three and a half at home, getting their star QB back. I, I'm going to hop right in here. I, I, I just can't understand this number. This is one of those. This is one of those lines where it's like, man, this just doesn't feel right. Um, but I'm going to equate that more to the fact that it's like the line from Rutgers and it, it, it's more like the line from Rutgers and Northwestern than it is anything else. And, and I, I'm just going to roll right with you, Alex. And I'm, I'm going with Kansas. I think Kansas covers this spread. I think Kansas wins this game by more than a touchdown. Uh, this is just going to be one of those situations where late game, Kansas kind of pulls away. Look for this to be maybe a little bit of a defensive battle early on. Both teams kind of trying to figure each other out. But I think late in the game, I, I, I think Kansas ends up winning this game by more than a touchdown. Listen, fellas, are we just going to start off three for three on the same side? I, I, again, I'm, I'm still in the boat. I'm going to own it until proven otherwise. I am not high on Illinois. And I don't know how you can watch or look at the game that they played this past week and then have them go on the road to a team that is figuring some stuff out right now and then also getting their star quarterback back. Sorry, Illinois. I don't think I don't I think it's gonna be a good game. You're not you're not covering this game. Sorry. Three for three, that makes this one a super lock for big banter. Which last week we went one and one in our super locks. Minnesota did not pan out, but Rutgers did. So our third super did we lock. Not, whoa, 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 whoa. Did we not all pick OSU to cover against Indiana last week? We went one and two in super locks. So maybe fade this. Uh oh. Yeah, someone should put a little bit of money on Illinois in this one. No, we're fine. You're fine. Let's move to Saturday. Saturday, we've got UNLV traveling to Michigan. Michigan is minus 35 and a half in this one. Uh, who wants to go first? Any any takers? I, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I did not like Michigan to cover in the first game. Um, and, you know, the, the coaching, the offensive line coordinator not being there, blah, 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 everything, whatever. They get their O their O line coach back, and I think you're going to see much more commitment to the run in this game against UNLV. UNLV worse than ECU by a little bit wider of a margin than one point. You know to to spread this game out. I think Michigan actually covers this week against UNLV. I think they end up winning this game something in the neighborhood of forty three to three somewhere around there. I think Michigan ends up covering this spread i think it depends a little bit on uh you know these defensive strategy uh ecu last week kind of sold out to the run in the first half a little bit and then jj was able to do what he did um they're gonna have to pick um and like ethan said i just from their sheer talent level they're not going to be able to keep up and it's just going to be a matter of how's michigan get going to get these points on the ground or in the air and i think quorum being back in more game ready speed. I think he'll look a little bit more comfortable out there. And then also Edwards as well. Um, and I think you'll see 
the dual threat type of offense really unfolds like one drive it'll be it'll kind of flip-flop in this game a little bit i think it'll be like a more complete instead of uh, an air raid attack like it was last week a little bit so michigan covers in this one uh we are not going to start out three for three on on back-to-back games i just think i don't know much about unlv i know they're bad but I just think Michigan does not cover these kind of spreads often. And quite honestly, I'm just going with the strategy of if I pick the underdog to cover, I'm probably going to be right more often than not. So that's what I'm doing with UNLV. I'm just banking on Michigan getting some starters out early and maybe them getting a field goal or touchdown in the, in the last couple of minutes to, to cover this. So that's what I'm going with. Hey, Anything you're looking to see from Michigan specifically this week against an inferior opponent? I don't have anything major, honestly. For me, it's going to be stay healthy, show a little bit more on the offensive line that you can run the ball. And then also I would say defensively, I need to see some pressure on the quarterback. I need to see a couple sacks in this game. Um, But aside from that, really just stay healthy. Um, and keep doing what you're doing as far as Michigan goes. I would like to see uh, a second, or if you consider uh, Loveland the second option on in the air uh, from the receiving room. Roman Wilson had a huge game last week, three touchdowns, um, and it was very clear that him and JJ had the connection. Let's see somebody else rise up uh, in this in this game a little bit. Get some separation. Cornelius Johnson obviously would be your option, um, but let's let's see the ball distributed a little bit more. All right, next game. Next two games we do not have lines for, but they're big They're big teams, I should say, not big games. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about them. Youngstown State traveling to Ohio State. What do we want to see from Ohio State in this game? For me, Marvin Harrison and Emeka Obuka have to get involved. You have got to get this passing game going. You cannot have Marvin Marvin Harrison go two, with from two catches. He can't have another game with, with two catches or five catches or less. You've got to get him heavily involved in this. And against Youngstown State, you need to be able to run the ball. Their yards per carry was trash against an Indiana team that is not great. You need to be able to run the ball to help your quarterback get into a rhythm. Kyle McCord did not get into a rhythm at all last week. So we need to see him feel more comfortable in the offense, let it fly a little bit, and get Marvin and Emeka involved. All right, next game on the docket. Delaware is traveling to Penn State. Penn State coming off a big win at home over West Virginia. So this one we also don't have a line for. But again, we're going to let you know what our picks are later in the week. What do we want to see from Penn State building off of last week? I think you're going to want to see what you were talking about last episode, uh, Alex, is like, let's let's see him whatever the spread is, cover it and do it convincingly. Um, they were in complete and total control of that West Virginia game, uh, unfortunately for me. Um, but let's see them be better, look better, and execute better in all facets of the game to an inferior opponent. Delaware might be one of, if not the worst, uh, non-conference game that a Big Ten school plays, or one of Michigan's games. You can take your pick. Um, see them light it up. See, let's see a 60, 70 point score. Yeah, I think this is just going to be one of those spots where you really want to see Penn State just roll it out and just absolutely dominate in this game. That's what I'm looking for. 
just keep doing what you did against West Virginia. They played incredible. Just keep doing that exact same thing. I, I mean, Penn State, stay healthy. Do exactly what I said for Michigan. Stay healthy. This next game is going to be the game of the week, I think, to watch. Nebraska travels to Colorado, and Colorado, they shocked a lot of people last week doing what they did to TCU. Now, and this is going to sound, oh, of course you're saying this now because you thought Colorado was going to get you know blasted, blah, blah, blah. I do think TCU was a little bit overranked coming on just for the sole reason that they made the the national championship game last year. They lost a lot from that team, so I didn't think 17 was fair to them. But regardless, I did not expect Colorado to do that. So all eyes are on Deion Sanders and the Buffaloes. This is a a old school rivalry from the Big 12 that's being brought back, which is super cool. Nebraska's coming off a heartbreaking loss, another one-possession one, while Colorado is riding this high. So Colorado is favored at home, three and a half right now. Corey, I'll let you take first swing. Who do you have? Is Nebraska going to cover, or is Colorado going to start 2-0? and I mean, what a gauntlet for Nebraska here. Two true road games to start the season, one against a conference opponent, and then now maybe one of the biggest surprises or, you know, trendiest picks in college football I, I i mean if colorado even plays remotely like they played against tcu on the road with that talent that they have and hunter being the two-way player that he is shadur sanders literally breaking a school record in his first start on the road against a big 12 opponent I, no i do i wouldn't feel comfortable with Nebraska covering the spread whatsoever. It's what a tough task for Matt Rule in these first two games. And if Colorado is legit, man, I, I don't see any problem with them covering this spread. Pink Colorado. I really feel like this is, yeah, I really feel like this is one of those spots where it's so tough because it's like, how in the world do you ever get yourself into a position to, to make you know, Nebraska is supposed to cover three and a half points after what Colorado just did. It's just such a hard pick for me. But I will take Colorado and punt the three and a half. This game opened at a one-point spread, which is crazy to me, and it's up to three and a half. But I am going to take Colorado to cover. But this could definitely possibly be another one-score loss for Nebraska which is super, super tough. I am going to make it three for three here. I'm going with Colorado too, and for multiple reasons. One, which we touched on a little bit, Nebraska's got to be just demoralized right now. Coming off of another one possession loss and the way that it happened, turning over the ball twice in the last five minutes and getting outscored 10 to nothing in that stretch to lose on a walk-off field goal cannot feel good in that locker room. Meanwhile, you've got the exact opposite feeling going on at Colorado's locker room. Those those kids and those players and that coaching staff are on top of the mood right now. They could not be flying higher. They feel great about themselves. And on top of that, Nebraska runs the same exact scheme defensively that TCU does. Colorado just dropped 
45 on TCU. I do not think Jeff Sims has the firepower to put up anywhere close to that on Colorado. I think Travis Hunter is the real deal at corner and at wide receiver. And I think Jeff Sims is the whole offense for Nebraska. And I don't think he's going to be able to do that by himself. This is another one similar to uh, the game we just mentioned, Kansas and Illinois, where the line feels like it's low. So it almost scares me that we're all on Colorado again, but I'm going Colorado for this one. I'm, I'm going to make it another big banter lock, super lock. All right, next one up. Purdue is trying to bounce back. They're traveling to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is minus three in this one at home. I'll take first swing because I was a little taken aback when I saw this line. I was like, Virginia Tech at home, minus three to a Purdue team that just lost to Fresno at home. But Virginia Tech, not that great. Okay. And I think Vegas is also saying, ah, Fresno's a pretty good football team. Like they're they're no slouch. And I think the one thing we learned about Purdue from last week is while they might not be able to stop a lot of people, they can score points. They can score points. And three points is typically what a team gets from Vegas just for being at home in general. So I feel like if this was at Purdue, it'd be like a one, one and a half point spread maybe. And so because the teams seem to be that close and Vegas seems to be telling you that the teams are that close, I'm just going to take the team with the points. I think Purdue might get a couple of big plays and cover this one late. Give me Purdue plus three. I, I hope the people just understand, like, I can flip the switch on and off between unbiased and biased takes all of the time, constantly, sometimes in the middle of conversation. For whatever reason, the Boilermakers hold a special place in my heart. Virginia Tech, not a good football team. And they haven't been a very good football team for a couple of years now. Purdue coming off of a quote-unquote successful last season and then trying to go into the correct in the right direction. I, Hudson Card, again, everybody was kind of making fun of me about this transfer coming in. Doesn't really mean anything. He played in some pretty big games with Texas, and he played he played well in those games as well. And I think the experience of him as a player, especially going on the road in this, and after the performance last week, should give you confidence of him going into a Power 5 team that's not anything special. I think they'll figure some things out with the offensive line. I think uh, hopefully they figure out some things at the center position because that'll screw up a ton of stuff. And Maccabee is also a very viable option. And can Burks do it again? I'm picking Purdue. So for me, this is just one of those situations where I, I can no longer trust Purdue unless they give me a reason to trust them. I, I just cannot do it. And I, as much as I want to pick them to cover this spread, and three seems like such a poisonous number, I'm going to fade Purdue here. I'm going to give up those three points. It just, until they prove to me otherwise, I'm going to be sticking away from Purdue. Corey, it's the first game of the week that Ethan is on the island. I Actually, we're, we're on the island. Ethan is on shore. He's safe. 
we're on the island. Listen, when Purdue wins this game, we'll we'll pick up we'll pick up a game in the standings, and it'll all be fine. All right, next one up. This is a rivalry game, boys. Love it. Iowa is going to Iowa State. Iowa is minus four in this one. Corey, lots on the line here. It's a rivalry game. Iowa wants to try to – well, Brian Ferentz is trying to get to 25 points per game, so he needs at least 26 here. What do you got? Iowa minus four at Iowa State. I couldn't name you a single thing about Iowa State other than Matt Campbell. And it seems like ever since the soup man to Michigan hype died down, uh, so did his performances on the football field. Um, this is always a really fun game to watch, but I'm gonna I, I'm I'm gonna give it to my man Cade. I still believe I believe in the in the the, the points tracker as well. Um, Give me, give me Iowa. I think they win this game by a touchdown. It would have to be. I am a little nervous about this game. Number one, it's a rivalry game, so anything can happen. Number two, Cade is not 100% healthy. Number three, we worry about Iowa's offensive line. And we also just worry about Brian Ferentz running the offense as a whole. And the thing that put me over the edge here, Iowa State last week had five sacks in their game. I am nervous about them being able to protect Cade and establish the run. So I'm going with Iowa State to cover here in a rivalry game where anything can happen. I think the pressure getting to Cade, not mentally, physically, actual football players getting to Cade might keep this one closer than some think. Give me Iowa State plus four. Where is this game being played? This is at Iowa? No, this is at Iowa State. Iowa State. Easy. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Uh, I'm just, I'm sorry. Injured quarterback. The fact that the spread is only four points. They are begging you. They are begging you to take Iowa in this spot. And I will not do it. Take half that unit, folks. Take half that unit. And put it on Iowa State money line. If it's within a touchdown, that's what we're doing this year. You take half that money and you put it on Iowa State and you're getting plus money. Congratulations, you just made money. Next one we don't have a line for. Richmond is going to MSU, so we'll post that one later on the socials. UTEP at Northwestern. Now, now mind you, Northwestern is at home. They're a Big Ten team at home. UTEP is favored on the road, minus one and a half at Northwestern. Everyone watched last week, and they realized what Northwestern was and what they were not. UTEP minus one and a half. Ethan, what do you have on this godforsaken line in this godforsaken football game? If you think I would touch this line with a 30-foot pull, you got another thing coming. But listen, <laughs> I ain't picking Northwestern to win a football game. Give me UTEP. I'll punt the point. I'll do whatever I need to do. UTEP to cover. Uh, and what a sad, sad story for Northwestern. Uh, purple team, bad. Very, very, very bad. Are we, like, officially on Northwestern winless watch? 
Like, is that is that is this what we're going for? Because they they ain't winning this game. Fat chance if they if they couldn't muster up anything against Rutgers. No way. I don't. I don't. I know UTEP is inferior, but still, holy. Don't smokes. they play like Berkeley at some point in this season? I think they're going to win one. They play Howard. Howard. They thank better you. win that yeah. game. But they ain't winning this one. Taking UTEP, El Paso. Let's go. Yeah, boys, I'm with you. I think Northwestern realized last week. I think those players realized last week just how bad things are going to be. And I think UTEP is coming in here like, oh, I think they're licking their chops thinking they can win against a Big Ten team on the road. So I am also taking UTEP. Another sweep for us, a lot of them this week. Another big banter super lock. Next one, Wisconsin is traveling to Washington State. Wisconsin is minus six and a half. I'll take first swing at this one. I think Wisconsin wants to get a little bit of revenge. Washington State pushed them around a little bit last year. Um, I think the more time goes on, the more kinks will be worked out of this offense, specifically with Tanner Mordecai taking care of the football. Bottom line is I don't think he throws two interceptions again. There was also a dropped long touchdown pass for them too. So there's some kinks. I think they slowly get worked out, and in the meantime, they have Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi to lean on. So give me Wisconsin to win by at least a touchdown and cover. I'm not so sure about this one. I think this might be one of the best games that we have uh, for week uh, two in the Big Ten slate. Uh, we were kind of in the same position last year uh, when talking about this matchup in particular. Very much Wisconsin's going to take care of business. They're going to, you know, everything's going to go off smooth and whatnot. I, I think this is going to be a close game specifically because of what we've seen out of the performances of the Pac-12 already this year. Only conference to go, I think it was, what, 13-0, 12-0 or something like that. Yeah, it was 12. That makes sense. 12 teams in Pac-12. Um, I, I think this is going to be really, really tough early on, especially given the early struggles for uh, Mordecai, um, quarterback for Wisconsin. I would, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be a close game within a field goal. I'm taking... I'm taking uh, Washington State to cover the point. Mm. Corey, with the sound analysis, you love to hear it. It's just a, it's such a sweet symphony, you know, coming out of his vocal cords. Oh, and it doesn't man. happen very often. No, it, it it really doesn't. And you know what? I'm riding with him. He he just said everything that I needed to say about this game. I think this is going to be a really really close game. This is going to be a hard fought victory. For Wisconsin, I do think Wisconsin wins this game, but it's going to be close. Give me Washington State plus the points. If you're going to give me that that many points, I'm going to take them. I will take Washington State plus the points in this game. Next one up. Whoa. What? What? You're you're just going to roll past the first time that we leave you on an island, Alex? He took my pick. I am on an he island. He took my pick. I am on an island. He said I had sound analysis. Oh, oh no. I'm, I'm on an island for UNLV, too. I've got two games that I could. You know, I'm making but up the ground UNLV, this week. That's all that means. The UNLV pick, though, that's like, that's a big spread. And it's, you know, whatever. This one, this one takes a little bit more depth, a little bit more analysis. A little more gusto. A little more gusto. All right, next one. Charlotte traveling to Maryland. Maryland is minus 24 and a half. 
I got to say, this is probably the game I feel the least confident about. So, I mean, I've already typed my pick into the doc, so don't worry. I'm not changing anything. But I feel very iffy on this. I have Charlotte. I just think this is going to be one of those weird games where Maryland doesn't really play up to their full potential. They're coming off a game where they did. So I think it'll just be a a weird game where they win convincingly, but it's just 21 instead of, you know, 25, 26, 28, whatever. So I'm going to take Charlotte here, but I'm not confident. I, 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 I struggle with this one. I just think that the offensive prowess for Maryland is there. If they can hold up their end defensively, I think they get this cover easily. I, however, that's a that's a big ask. I am going to take Maryland to cover the spread here. I think they get it done. It's just one of those situations where it's ugh, it, it's so yucky for me to try and pick this game, but I am going to take Maryland and I'll punt the points. I would like to get the analysis of Maryland playing in non-Big Ten football games and where their spreads have fallen and how they've covered these spreads because we say the same thing every year as soon as maryland gets into the big 10 schedule that's when they get pushed around that's when these these numbers look a little bit differently charlotte's not a good team i know they got biff pogey from michigan he's the head coach now but i'm pretty sure maryland went into charlotte last year they played a road game and beat the brakes off of them i expect that again Despite the coaching change, I think Maryland covers this spread pretty convincingly, actually. We're leaving well, Alex on some islands this week. Yeah, I, I, I need to pack some bags. I'm, I'm going to be staying a while, I think. Um, I, we'll see if I can build a raft and manage to get off. Eastern Michigan at Minnesota. Minnesota minus 20 and a half. I said this on the last episode. I think Nebraska's 3-3-5 defense through Minnesota off and that and it's tough to prepare for. So I think Minnesota gets a bounce back game. They look much, much better. Ottman Bell, their wide receiver one, should be back for week two. So give me Minnesota to cover twenty and a half at home. Um I think uh winning that game against Nebraska will give uh Minnesota a lot of confidence. Maybe even a little bit of swagger too heading into this game. That's a pretty big number especially against a Mac school um but if if Ethan can get some semblance of a run game in this game he won't have to do it all and I think that would that would minimize some of uh some mistakes or errant throws that could happen um so you know what we'll roll with it uh Mount Kilimanjaro to lead the spread for Minnesota Minnesota don't start doing this don't start doing this, oh, yeah, we win these games, but we just can't cover a spread. This is this is three touchdowns. I need you to win this game by three touchdowns. And you know what? You should win it by more than that. So I am going to take Minnesota. I'm doing so with the thought process of this should absolutely be an easy cover for them. <sighs> just make it that way, please. Please. All right. Another super lock for us. Last one of the week. Temple traveling to Rutgers. Rutgers is minus nine at home. 
I am not going to take first swing on this one. I want someone else to go. Corey, you're Mr. Rutgers. Take it away. Uh, Rutgers football. You know who you sound like when you do that? Who? Where your papers, Mike Wazowski. I'm always watching Rutgers. And I don't want to see any paperwork on this one, Wazowski. <laughs> I I oh man, this is this is the the second half of this home and home. I think Rutgers played Temple last year, kind of a shootout actually, wasn't it? They were within like a score or something like that. Um, I'm gonna take Temple. I'm not trusting Rutgers other than anything for other than anything but memes, um, and that spread be a lot for me. I think Temple is going to keep it close because I don't know what to do with Rutgers. So that's what you get. I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that last week said way more about Northwestern than it than it did Rutgers. Rutgers didn't play great. Northwestern is just absolute trash. So I think nine is a little too rich for my blood. Give me a Rutgers win, but it's going to be closer than that. Oof. Man, this is this is a tough one for me. I, I just I I want to be with you guys. I want to take Temple so bad. It's the easy thing to do here. It's the easy thing to just say Temple covers that spread. Northwestern's horrible. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna trust Rutgers one time here. One time, Rutgers gets my trust. One time. You hear me? That's it. I am going to take Rutgers to cover the spread. They win by more than 10 points in this game. Give me Rutgers in this game, something like 35 to 24. Rutgers covers the spread. Ethan believes in the Scarlet Knights. My mouth is on the floor. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. I'm just, it's not, it's not my lot. But that brings us into a new segment, ladies and gentlemen. And that is our locks of the week. We get the super locks. The super locks are when all three of us are in agreement on a pick, which honestly, those might be fades, to be honest with you. But we are going to go back, and each one of us is going to give you our lock of the week on these picks in the Big Ten that we just gave you. Alex, we start with you, Mr. Day. What is your lock of the week? I am going to pick a game that I'm on an island for, and I'm going to pick Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus six and a half on the road at Washington State. I think this team has some energy, some life to them, and they're running this this up-tempo, no-huddle offense that – it's hard to replicate in practice. And if this running game could get into just some super nice flow, it's going to be hard to stop when it's coming at you play after play after play and no substitutions. And then all of a sudden Tanner Mordecai can hit you with a play action pass over the top. Now this is all this is all hanging on the fact that Tanner Mordecai needs to take care of the football. Okay? But I don't think he's going to go back-to-back weeks where he throws two interceptions. I think he'll get a little bit better as the season goes on, 
So I think in this game in particular, he takes care of the football with Wisconsin minus six and a half is my lock this week. I love it. I love you. You took the island and you just ran with it. I absolutely love that. I respect it wholeheartedly. I'm setting up camp, baby. I'm climbing trees and grabbing coconuts. Absolutely. Corey, we turn it over to you, sir. Your lock of the week. You know, I'm doubling down on a on a homer pick that could be ill advised, but I it's one of those things where like you have like a dream of like lotto numbers and then like you have to get like the notebook out and like like write it down real quick and then go deposit. I guys, I I think Purdue bounces back. And I think they they not only cover this, I think they flat out beat Virginia Tech. I think a lot of last year they should have, and again, they should have won more games than they did last year, uh, and that was because they were they were a team that lacked discipline. But it's always the game that they're counted out, that the spoiler makers come out and put on a show. So I think that stays with them. I know it's a new coach, a new culture, but I, I'm telling you, I believe in some of the pieces on the offensive side of the ball that Purdue has. I think Burks is going to go off again, and I don't think that Maccabee is going to have as much trouble as he did in the first game uh, this year. And I I think Hudson Card's a gamer, flat out, and he's going to game. He's going to ball. I I love it. I'm so happy that for the first week of locks, we all have a different game. So I, I... I absolutely love it. I'm super excited about this. My my lock of the week, I know this is going to surprise you guys, but my lock of the week is Minnesota over Eastern Michigan. I think Minnesota is going to go out there with something to prove. They had to play a Big Ten game to open the season. I know things didn't look fantastic. I 100% understand that. Jackson's going to have to step up big time for Minnesota. I expect him to have a big game receiving the football. I I, I mean, they got to get something figured out in the run game. You don't have Mo Ibrahim there anymore. Uh, Their rushing leader in game one had 41 yards or something like that. It, It was just, they have to get better in that facet. Eastern Michigan, not a good football team. This needs to be one of those games where you just come out and thump your opponent. I am going to take Minnesota to cover the 20 and a half. I think they end up winning this game by somewhere in the neighborhood of 27 to 28 points. I will take the Minnesota Golden Gophers as my lock of the week. Those are the locks, ladies and gentlemen. Empty your savings accounts and go make some money for us. All right, them's the picks. So we'll get we'll get back to you next week. We'll tell you who's winning, and more importantly, we'll tell you if Iowa's actually averaging twenty five points per game or not. If Brian Ferentz needs to be sweating it out the rest of the year, I, that's the most excited. That's the thing that gets me going the most about this Big Ten season. Uh, injected into my veins, sicko stuff, sicko level football, baby. We, that's over here. We love sickos football. We love it. It's our favorite. More importantly. More important, no, more importantly, we love Big Ten football. So if you like Big Ten football, stay tuned all year 
right here to Big Banter. We love you guys. We appreciate you listening. Do not forget, as Alex always tells you, follow us on the socials. All right? Get on Instagram. Get up. We're on X now. Okay? Twitter. Whatever you want to call it. Elon Musk does what he wants. All right? I can't control that. Get on it. Follow us at Big Banter. We love you. It's B1G Banter, by the way. Make sure you get it right, just like they do it in the Big Ten logo. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Those are our picks for the week. Go out there and make yourself some money. We appreciate you. We will see you next week. Peace.